Hey, my friends, I'm so pumped. If you're joining us for the first time, my name is Katie Bulmer, and this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. This is our first episode back from a break. We took the month of June off. It was refreshing. It was time to just take a step back, think about how purposeful we can be with this podcast. I take it truly as an honor and a privilege to show up in your earbuds and looking at the guests we have, looking at the content that we're bringing you and how to do this with the best of our ability. And this episode kicking off our season two is definitely going to deliver in those ways. But before I introduce the guest for today, I want to give a happy birthday shout out to the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Can you guys believe we've been doing this for exactly one year? It's crazy. I honestly had no idea what I was doing. I was scared. I I didn't want to do this whole thing. It was kind of like that holy hunger, if you will, like that nag, like this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And I'm like, oh, but I don't want to. And I'm like, who am I? And blah, blah, blah. From my little closet here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I hit publish, and we are celebrating over 17,000 downloads. Most of our downloads are here in the USA, but I get the statistics from Canada. We get downloads in the UK, South Africa, Germany, Australia. It's just crazy, and I'm so, so thankful that whatever we're saying here, the guests we're bringing, the the truths that I truly, truly, genuinely want to deliver to my 20-year-old friends are resonating with you, you're sharing with your friends, and I, I can't stress enough that it is because of you. You, my friend listening, like this would be nothing without you, your support, you listening, and I'm just truly, truly thankful. Kicking off season two, I wanted to do this well. So during this quarantine time, I got on a little app you may have heard of called TikTok. TikTok is one minute or less videos, and a lot of it's just funny, lighthearted stuff, and a lot of really smart people have also used it for platforms to share their messages. For example, there's a guy called the TikTok Doc, and he shares a minute or less videos about medical health. I've seen people sharing cooking tips or real estate tips, all kinds of information. And in my scroll, I came across Hillary Phillips. She is a recent college graduate from Southern California. Hillary has hundreds of thousands of followers, and she uses this platform to speak some really, really inspiring truths. Hillary talks about her identity as a woman, as a black woman, and as a Christian woman. Spoiler, I cry at least one time, but we laugh about a dozen times. Hillary is so inspiring, and I won't say anything more because I want you to hear this amazing chat with Hillary Phillips. Hi, my name is Ava. This is your Truth For Your 20s podcast with your host, Katie Bormer, my mom. Enjoy listening. I was the girl who looked for love in boys and Bacardi and wouldn't be caught dead at a Bible study. Now I wrote a book and record this podcast about how I learned that God isn't a bunch of rules, but in fact, He gives us absolute freedom. I also speak to college women nationwide about how my background in marketing led me to see the $100 million power of influence college women have over the marketplace. Yet these same college women are crying into their latte over some stinking boy. Basically, I've learned that today's 20-somethings are believing the same lies I believed when I was that age. And I am on a mission to replace those lies with truth. People call me a big sis, an adopted mom, or my favorite title, a cool aunt. But however you think of me, my heart is to be who I needed when I was younger and to bring you the best available truth for your 20s.
thanks to Solo Eyewear for offering Truth For Your 20s listeners an opportunity to change the world and save 20%. With every purchase of Solo Eyewear sunglasses, you help restore sight to children and families worldwide. Get yourself a cute pair of shades, give the gift of sight, and save 20% when you head to soloeyewear.com and use promo code TRUTH. So you guys say hello to Hillary. Say hey, Hillary, what's up? Hi, everyone. How y'all doing? <laughs> and you're joining us from LA area, is that correct? Yes, sir. I'm from Southern California. I'm right on the outskirts in a cute little suburb area right outside of LA. So can you just kind of give a update of who you are, where you are in life and all that kind of stuff? Yes, of course. So as you already know, my name is Hillary. I am 27 years old and I've grown up in Southern California all of my life. I just have always had a passion for encouraging other people. But then when I really gave my life to the Lord, which was at like 18 years old, I just got a fire for helping people know that there is hope beyond hardship. You know, we all struggle from various degrees. And so it's just really put this passion in me to just be a sister and a friend. And recently, I guess as I'm getting older, people have been calling me auntie (laughs) 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 to to people and just to be a light and a help. And so right now, just in my daily life, um, I graduated college just last year, got my bachelor's in communications and public relations. And right now I'm still just working part time. And the Lord has really just opened up these great jar, um, doors through social media. And so that's been really cool seeing what he's doing through TikTok and just building websites and working on writing devotional books and just listening to him and what he wants me to do to keep building people up. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's amazing. I didn't know that you were doing devotions and stuff like that. How did you get started doing that? Yeah, I just, I have wanted to write a devotional book for years and I just wasn't sure what to talk about. And it really wasn't until I'll say like this year before even things started really taking off with TikTok that I just came to a place of really understanding like what the Lord wanted me to speak on. So I'm in the process of writing a 30-day devotional book and I'm so fired up about it. It'll be my first ever book and I'm just being obedient to the Lord and writing it and just trusting that He'll use it to just help people in their daily lives. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Well, you mentioned TikTok, but this is not like just a casual uh, account. You got like a bazillion followers. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> you're basically oh famous <laughs> it is so strange to hear that too because I really do not see myself as like some famous person you Wait, know I you have an entourage with you everywhere you go isn't that how you how it works when you get TikTok famous <laughs> yes, you have like your TikToker crew and they like hold your camera for you and they're like freeze let me take a picture of you <laughs> yeah and you ride a li- in a limo that's that's what happens yeah. right that's what I'm that's why I'm showing up on TikTok yes. please don't push the my moment you hit a certain number like you don't even have to do anything no work <laughs> involved you just your whole life you wake up and you're like Living the dream. People wash your clothes. Okay, good. <laughs> but I guess awesome. um I guess it didn't start out that way. But you, you know, put that phone up, you hit record, and you have been bold and captivating and magnetic and doing incredible things. And 
in a engaging way. You know, I mean, I see people saying truth on TikTok in a boring way or, or they're (laughs) not, I mean, there's plenty of people not speaking truth too. So I guess I'm curious, what did that look like for you and how, how has that journey been? Well, you know, it's been really interesting seeing what God has done. And one thing I'm coming to realize more and more is how much he equips us before we even know what we're being prepared for. Mm -hmm. So while I was in college, I worked as a, um, speech coach for a competitive speech team for seven years. And so I competed for two and coached for five. And so within that, we're writing scripts, we're working on different speeches, you're memorizing 10 minute speeches. And it's funny, because unbeknownst to me, like all of those years of prep, and I knew the Lord would use that skill set has really helped me in like condensing a message into one minute. Yeah. (laughs) Because I've had to, I've had so much practice really identifying key points, like what are you really trying to say? And of course, within the parameters of a speech, it's 10 minutes long, or however long your duration. So just having, I guess, that general understanding, it's really interesting seeing how the Lord has just merged these different skill sets along with my passion and love for him to just turn it into a ministry. And I'm like, what in the world, Lord? (laughs) And so with TikTok, I think the biggest thing that really led me to start posting on TikTok was not so much like, oh, I just want to build a big following online or something like that. I feel like, you know, for such a long time, I was trying to just go along with what I was conditioned to think like is required in order to be, you know, build a following and have a base online, which is, you know, find your specific niche and all of those things, which are valid and do work. But it was kind of bogging me down over the years because I've always had this itch and this burn to like help people and encourage people. And I was like, you know, Lord, like people have to have platforms nowadays in order to really do some of those things. Right. And so over the years, it was interesting how I tried all these different things. I thought of fitness. I thought of like Mm. fashion. I thought of all these other things and I had never really thought about just talking about the Lord. And just one day I just, without even thinking like, oh, this is my niche. I was just like, you know, I'll just talk about Jesus. Like we're in isolation. Like People are so scared right now and so overwhelmed. And like, they just need to hear the truth. And so that's just what I started doing. And then I found so much fulfillment in just talking about the Lord. It was easy. It was effortless. Like all the other things I had tried as far as like having a quote unquote, you know, subject or niche was always so draining. And I always felt like I had to work really hard at it. Whereas with this, I'm like, Lord, I could talk about you forever. (laughs) And so it just turned into this almost like, I guess, accidental thing where while I'm focused on just sharing the Lord and focused on seeing it as a ministry, like I have just seen God like bring more and more attention to it. And so I don't take it lightly. I truly see it as him entrusting me with these amount of people. And I just, I see it as a ministry, my little TikTok ministry. (laughs) Yeah. So you started it, you said like during quarantine time? I did. Yeah. I started it during quarantine. So we're recording this the end of June. So this is all fairly new then. That's amazing. This is rapid. Okay. <laughs> like wildfire. Okay. So did you have like a one viral video or did it take off slowly? Like what happened? Oh my goodness. It took off very fast. So uh, the first video that really took off, it was around Easter. I did a gospel video just sharing the good news of Jesus and what he's done. And 
that got the most views. And first of all, like I'd never been one that got a whole lot of engagement on social media, like a decent amount. So all of this was super exciting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got 500 views on my video. We're like, oh my gosh. And so when my uh, gospel video that I shared started to really get traction, I was like, oh my Atlanta, this is is different. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, this is different. And so I was telling my sister about it. We were laughing. We're like, girl, what is happening? And I just was consistent. I just was really prayerful. And I'm like, Lord, whatever you want to do with this, I'm just going to continue speaking truth. And I really didn't have any kind of strategy other than I'm going to post as much as the Lord leads me to. And once I found out with TikTok on like Instagram, you can post like multiple times a day without yeah. being seen as a weirdo. I was like, yes, I yeah. like that. <laughs> Only do your makeup once every now and then. That's the best part too. <laughs> yes. But honestly, it's just been amazing because the there was one video that really, really took off. And that was my testimony video of just talking about, I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but like just talking about what the Lord had done in my life. Like I did not grow up in a very like Christian-based home. My parents were believers and my grandma was very devout in the Lord, but I didn't have that kind of typical go to church every Sunday, really rooted. Like I had a very negative view of God for a long time because I thought that he didn't care about me. I thought he was just some angry man in the sky, like holding a gavel, just looking for me to mess up. And so when I really encountered the love of God, when I really came to a place of understanding that I fell short to his glory, but he loves me anyway. Like it just radically changed my life. And yeah. So, so it's how just did funny you come to that? Well, <laughs> I had been like in high school, I was smoking weed. I was doing all kinds of stuff, just lost and looking for my purpose and my value. And I had come across a lot of different Christians who really walked with the Lord. Like I was just a Christian by name at that point. Yeah. And um, they would just plant little seeds, say little things to me. And then when I graduated high school, I was in a relationship with someone and I ended up having a a dream. Like I started to feel convicted because in that relationship, I was being um, sexually active with them. And um, I didn't have an understanding of why we should wait. And the Holy Spirit started to really convict me and I didn't understand what was going on. Right. I was like, what is this? (laughs) And so I ended up telling the guy like, Hey, you know, I can't do this anymore. And, um, I was still on the fence, but I had this dream that I died, went to heaven and was running through these beautiful fields. And then the flowers were singing. They looked at me and withered and all started chanting. You don't belong here. You don't belong here. And then the ground opened up and I fell into a pit of fire. And I was so afraid that I was like, Hey bro, like we, I really cannot do this anymore. And wow. so he ended up cheating on me. And I remember being so upset because in my mind at the time, I felt like I was being obedient. Like I was trying to start walking with the Lord and like I was doing the quote unquote right thing and getting wrong results. Cause I had a very like, do this, get this mindset. And, um, the Lord, I started yelling at him. I was alone at home. I started screaming at God. Why do you, if you're such a good God, why do you let these things happen to me? All I want is love. Like, and I was going off, just yelling at God. And I got brought to my knees by the Lord. All of a sudden I had like a vision of a hand swooping down in front of my face. And in that hand was, it was a mirror. 
And within that mirror was a literal montage of my life. And it was a mirror of accountability. It was the first time like I became aware of like all the things I had allowed to happen in my life. And I became for the first time aware of my sin, like in the sense of I, I fall short, you know, I was pointing fingers and blaming God. But then after I saw that I became overwhelmed with just God's love, I had never before experienced his, the feeling of his love and understanding of his love. And that was the first time that just like, I cannot explain it. Just the love of God. It was like, he gave me a hug. And I weeped. I cried and cried. I was on the floor like, I get it. And then all the Christians through high school who had been telling me little things like Jesus loves you or walk with the Lord. I was hearing that. And it was the first time that it clicked for me. Like, oh my goodness, you love me despite what I've done, not because of what I've done. And like, it just, it, that whole idea of like, Jesus loves you. Like it finally sunk in. Of like, wow, you you love me even though I am a sinner and you paid the price for me. And that was the first time I really, truly received him as my Lord. Like I had professed it, but that was really the moment that I was like, I'm all in for you, God. And been sold out ever since. <laughs> wow, Hillary, that's such a powerful story. Okay, you said so many things that I love, but I want to unpack. So first of all, the dream, like that's incredible. Okay. So for the average high schooler or college student, like, you know, I'm, I'm drinking, I'm going to bars, I'm sleeping with my boyfriend. I'm doing what seems quote unquote normal to my peers. But there's this itching inside of me. Like, what does that mean? How do you unpack that? Yeah. So I think that it's important to know, like we have desires naturally that more times than not, they are not going to align with what God wants for us. Or it's kind of like a distortion of what God wants for us, right? Like, we desire love. That is totally from God. But sometimes the ways we try to find it is where we fall into like a slippery slope. You know, whether we try and find fulfillment through relationships or we feel the peer pressure of, okay, well, all my friends are doing this. I just want to be accepted. So I'm going to do this. You know, and God looks at our hearts. So he understands that there are pressures. There are other things that contribute to why we would do the things we do. And when it comes to the conviction, it's when we have the Holy Spirit and when we read the word of God, like we start to begin to recognize basically like what is and isn't of God, you know? And as we recognize that, that's when essentially like you kind of make that decision of whether you're going to continue in your way or you're going to, by the power of the Lord, like walk in the way he wants you to. So basically the way I would kind of describe it is like a, a diet. If you went on a diet, you had a goal of having a physical transformation, right? It would combine both exercise and nutrition, right? And just because you are changing your eating plan doesn't mean you're not going to have desires for things that don't fit into that eating plan. You know, like if, mm. if you have desires for a slice of cake, right, that doesn't fit into whatever your plan is. Having that desire isn't inherently wrong. It's when you start to just indulge because now you're off the course of what the plan was, right? And so yeah. when it comes to our walk with the Lord, we're going to have desires that are sinful. And God wants us to walk in accordance to His plan and His purpose. And His plan for us is not to walk in sin because sin ultimately while it feels good to us, while it's natural to us, it's destructive to us. And so yeah. 
when I was in high school, I had a mindset like being a Christian would be boring. Like I thought like, oh, yeah, I used to do. Yeah, I used to think I'd be bored all the time. I'm like, wait, so what? Like I can't have fun. Like I can't drink. I can't do what? It just felt like all these rules and regulations. But the truth is, is just like with anyone, when you care about someone, when you love them, you want to know like what pleases them. And because you care about them, you want to do what pleases them. And so it's out of our love for God that we are obedient to him. And we grow in that every day. You know, it's not something that you have to be suddenly perfect in order to be a Christian because we all are flawed and we're all growing. It's just coming to this place of realizing like the more you understand how much God loves you, the more willing you are to show that love in return by turning away from the things that don't please him. Oh, so good. I love that. Yeah, it's so true. I think that, I don't know what it is, but I used to think that too. Like, oh, being a Christian sounds fun, but I'll do that when I'm a grandmother. Because (laughs) meanwhile, I need to go to the bar and, you know, be wild. Yeah. But like, I think it just also goes back to like being a good father. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to be happy. I want you to be fulfilled. But let's be honest is you know, giving your heart and your body away to this loser. Is that fulfilling? Mm -hmm. Is getting so drunk that you're barfing your brains out? Is that fun? Like, let's be honest. And God is like, no, I came to give you life and give it to you to the fullest. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, that, that is everything. (laughs) There are still a lot of unknowns for fall semester. But one thing I know for sure is if you are a sorority woman listening to this, your sorority is going to need some motivation when you get back. Let's talk about making a difference in the community, setting positive trends, changing the dating world, can I get an amen, and getting back to your founding sisters' dreams of sisterhood that held each other to a higher standard and never let each other fall. You guys, I'm now booking both virtual and in-person events for fall semester. I would love to bring this message to your sorority. I would love to talk to you about how I truly believe sorority women can be the change we need to see in this world. I know it from a marketing perspective. I have tons of research to prove you guys are trendsetters. Let's talk about making trends that matter. All the details you need can be found on my website at katiebulmer.life or simply send me an email. Just katie at katiebulmer.life. I love what you said about building a platform because so many young girls I talk to, they're like, oh, I really have this passion and whatever it is, you know, to talk about making sweaters, Mm -hmm. to write a book, to whatever it is, but I don't have a platform. I'm not smart enough. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm blah, 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 blah. And you kind of had this idea, like I wanted to, you know, maybe do Bible studies or whatever, but where do I even start? And you just started talking on TikTok and like, (laughs) right? I think that's incredible. But what you also mentioned is you were trying to do other things like fitness and stuff. But when you started talking about the gospel, it was effortless. So I guess I just want to point out like whatever it is that you are chasing, like do that effortless thing. And then also remember that part of that bigger story is, is of Jesus. So, you know, you can build your little kingdom all day long, but ultimately building his kingdom is the only thing that will last. So mm-hmm. I'm just cheering you on as yeah, all I'm trying to say. But it's so true. And I think that's such a great point because like, there's just so much pressure, especially nowadays. Like if you have an entrepreneur kind of mindset and you really do want to pave a way for yourself and have, just be your own boss and, you know, you have the hashtag boss, babe, all of these movements, and you're seeing so many people that are 
at least from what we see online, extremely successful. And so it's very easy to start comparing yourself to where they are and thinking that you're somehow like very far behind. And the I'm so thankful that none of those other strategies worked for me. I am so thankful that God didn't really allow me to start building um you know, following online until now, because I would not have been able to handle it. Like I still had a lot of my value and my identity connected to people's opinions of me. And so Mm, talk about that. Yeah. Like I was so concerned with what people would think of me. And (laughs) it's so much easier said than done to break out of that mindset. But the Lord really had to show me like, People's opinions are just that. They're people's opinions. You cannot allow someone's opinion to act as though it's my word. You know, like, like, and I was doing that. I was treating the opinions of other people like it was holy, like it was God's sound doctrine. Like, (laughs) and I had to learn how to really stand on the word of God and like who God says I am and to really listen to him and consider people's opinions, but not to let that be the basis of my identity. Okay, a girl who posted a bikini picture because she is <laughs> for whatever reason, but she's looking for that uh, affirmation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And how, or perhaps maybe she got a negative comment, bikini picture or not. Mm-hmm. How do you like separate that from that stranger on the internet or perhaps someone you even know in real life? Like when did they get to define your worth? Like how, how do you unpack that? Yeah. So there's like two different ways. Of course I could say like, Oh, you just got to trust Jesus. But like in a very practical sense, like, you cannot allow every single person to speak into your life, right? You, when yeah. you choose who has permission to do that, like even though other people will say things and what they say can hurt, like just because I'm not bound by other people's opinions doesn't mean their opinions won't sometimes hurt. But it's more yeah. so who am I actually going to let affect the way I perceive myself and affect my behavior? And I think when people start to get intentional about that, it helps not to let everyone speak into their life. Like, for example, I have like a few people like my bestie Breezy and just a few other people who I know care about me. Like they don't just support what I support or, you know, are just against what I'm against. Like they are for me and they will speak the truth in love, whether it's what I want to hear or not, because they really are for me. So those are the people who I let truly have an impact on my life. And when I started to be intentional about that, it really did help me to, if I started to notice, like say I got a comment or, you know, I found myself looking to somebody else online and thinking, oh, like I I should be like that. I had to put myself in check, be like, wait a minute, do, are you going to give them the power, this stranger, the power to change your entire perception. And so I had to stop myself and say, no, I'm not going to do that. And then when I combined that practical application of really choosing who has permission and align that with the word of God, the things that God had to say about me, and not just align it, but spoke it over myself. Like I know I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by God, right? So if Like when I was trying to do the fitness thing, I would see all these fitness models who had these seemingly perfect bodies. And then I would look at my shape and be like, oh, but I don't have a waist like that. And when I would start to spiral into that mindset, I had to start practicing saying, no, I am fearfully and wonderfully made by God. 
He will use me however he wants to use me. I don't need to be like them. I just love that you chase after something. Um, well, I don't know that you're necessarily chasing. You're just stepping into obedience. And mm-hmm. who knows what can happen on the other side of being brave, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just so exciting. It's like a ripple effect. We don't always know what's going to happen. Yeah. We just You have to just be willing to step out. Like It's called a faith walk yes. for a reason. Like Sometimes God will give you a little glimpse, but then you have to be willing to say, okay, even though I don't have the full picture yet, I'm going to step out on faith yeah. and keep listening. And that's all I've done. I've just been posting. <laughs> I am yeah. really mind blown. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, speaking of some of the other stuff that you have talked about, we're kind of in the middle of not only coronavirus, but a lot of uh, tension in our U.S. about Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And you said some really interesting stuff about that. And um, I just would love for you to talk about that. I'm a white girl and I want to know how I can be more educated, more sensitive, more um I don't know, just more loving and, and do this thing well. And so I love, love your wisdom on that. Yeah. So there's so much going on just culturally, not just in the States, but in the entire world. And it's, it's a subject that in many ways is, it's interesting for me in the sense of a hundred percent black lives matter. I'm a black woman, you know? And so I know that there have been racial injustices that have occurred since the foundation of our country against people of color. Mm -hmm. And so I 100% agree with that. I think the part where I'm having um, slight like hesitation or just caution in how I engage with the movement is that I recognize that I see the world from multiple lenses. What I mean is I'm not only a black woman, I'm a Christian woman. I'm a millennial. You know, I have all these different identities and frameworks that kind of shape how I see things, right? And each person is unique in that way because your culture, your experiences all affect how you look at things. And so with that said, the one role that I want to speak the loudest is my role as a follower of Christ. And so I know 100% God is against racism. God There's nothing about racism that is biblical. There are some people who think that the Bible, you know, supports that, but that's not true. There have been people who have wicked plans that have used and distorted the word of God for racial reasons, but ultimately God is not condoning them, right? But I also know God doesn't condone violence and, and like, you know, just wickedness and turning against other people and all of the division that's happening as a result. And so it's just been interesting seeing, it's been interesting seeing what's happening, you know, and for myself, I find that the best way that I can start to make a change is not only standing for racial equality, but above that, prioritizing the gospel because Mm -hmm. this is a race issue, but the race issue Mm -hmm. is a symptom of a sin issue. It's people, it's people basically being prideful and thinking that they're superior to someone else for trivial reasons. When in reality, all of us have sinned and fall short to the glory of God. Like if we look at each other, we could easily start to pick and choose who's better right? That's so easy to do. But when we all look to God and his perfection, it's very clear that all of us fall short of that. 
And so I think that that's kind of this weird thin line that I'm walking and like, okay, how do I reconcile what's happening in the natural, the very real issue of racial injustice, um, all of the things that are happening as a result of that, and address the spiritual issue that if it wasn't race, it would be something else causing the division. And so I'm just trying to keep my priorities in check. You know, because as a black woman, it's very easy for me to get emotional and frustrated and just annoyed in general because of the injustice. But then as a woman of God, I'm like, all right, I have to always remind myself what the root of all of it is. And that while I play a major role, the biggest role in like that will lead to change is Jesus Christ because he changed the hearts of people, you know, and that's what really needs to happen. People's hearts need to be changed because it's just wicked. I feel like so much of what we're experiencing is just wickedness and it hurts. You are having me tear up over here mm-hmm. <laughs> because I I don't think I knew how, um, how much I was carrying. I, I feel like as a white woman, I don't know what to say, what I can say. I feel like it's wrong, but I wrote down what you said. I'm teary here. Mm-hmm. That was so beautiful that, yes, of course, we could say, well, you're smarter, you're whatever. Like we can pick apart who's better, which is just dumb. But when we look at this perfect God, what instead we should be doing is saying, wow, we truly off are short, but let's link arms and throw our head back in laughter right. and realize that he chose us anyway. Yep. And how can we just chase after him together, clumsily mm-hmm. following, you know, picking each other up? Like we're such a, a hot mess of a human race, mm-hmm. but we're all a human race. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's such a beautiful comparison. And you just made my day, my friend. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to him. He's so good. And I don't always know because I, I'm not, it's hard to really describe, you know, and I'm not here to try and condemn people. And I'm also not here to try and support something that's blatantly wrong, you know? <laughs> and so I felt yeah. like in those moments, rather than trying to tiptoe on things that I'm not a hundred percent certain of, I go back to what I know for sure. And what I know for sure yeah. is that God is merciful and gracious and just, and that he paid the price for all of us. And the more we start to humble ourselves before God, the more we'll be able to humble ourselves before each other and to see our differences, you know, because some people will say, I don't see race. It's like, yeah, you do. We all do. (laughs) To see our differences, but not allow our differences to become a catalyst for hatred. Instead, to see our differences and recognize that while we are different, there's power in that difference. You know, there are people that you will be able to impact that I can never reach, not only because of your physical differences, but because of your life differences, your experiences. And that doesn't mean that one of us is better than the other. It just means we're different. And unity does not mean uniformity. Like we don't have to all be the same in order to be united. And the problem is I think a lot of people just go along with what they are told to believe rather than truly taking the time to self-reflect, to consider why they have the views they do, and then to take that additional step of comparing their views to the views of God. And that requires humility. It really does. Like You have to humble yourself in order to do that. 
But if more people did that, I believe that we would be able to truly unite together and walk as the body of Christ. Because even within the Christian community, there's so much division. And it just the division in general, it really, really, it just upsets me and hurts me. Because I know it's not what God wants. You know, I think most of the world problems could be solved. What you said is just about humbling ourselves because we think about the most powerful king that has ever lived. The only figure we're even talking about who walked the earth 2000 years ago, the only person who successfully predicted and pulled off his own death and resurrection. (laughs) He, yeah, he was born in a stinky manger and took on the sin of the rest of us. Meanwhile, you know, Joe from Arkansas is like, well, I'm, I'm cooler, you know, Uh, no, no offense to Joe from Arkansas. I don't know who you are, but like Joe from Arkansas just woke up. If he was not paying attention, he so is now. Hey, Joe. He's like, what? <laughs> hey, Joe. <laughs> That's just the the human condition. We all think we're so important, mm-hmm. and we're so like, oh, look at me, and I'm better, and I'm cooler. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Can we talk about how? Can we compare you to God real quick? Right. That might just take it down a notch. Right. Just take it down a notch. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what pride does, right? So it's like you have, pride will tell you one of two things. Everybody's better than me or I'm better than everybody. And yeah. like, because one of the things is like I had to learn is that pride and insecurity are the same. Like I thought that in order to be humble, you have to be insecure. That's not true. Like a humble person is able to understand their strengths and their weaknesses. An insecure person is basically putting their views of themselves over the truth of God, over everything else. Like, and so that's still like a prideful posture, you know, but it's negative. It's, it's, it's self-deprecating. Whereas somebody who's pride and haughty and they're like, I'm better than all of y'all. Like, It's like, look, both of us need to recognize that how you were saying, and I loved it. You're like, almighty God, Alpha Omega, beginning and the end, humbled himself. (sighs) If God humbled himself to the point that he wrapped himself in flesh, dwelt among us, and not just that, allowed his creation to crucify him, (laughs) That's humility in a way like you can't even, when you even just think about it, it it touches my heart so deeply. I'm like, that love that the only one who actually has the right to make himself superior, to say, all of you be done with and Thanos snap us into hell. Like, Yeah. (laughs) The only one who has permission to do that did the exact opposite. He lowered Mm -hmm. himself so that through him, we could be seated in high places in Christ. You know, so that through him, we would have the forgiveness of our sins and we would not have to pay the penalty for our disobedience, but that instead we could be given the free gift of eternal life, you know, and the problem is our pride will tell us that God owes us something. Our pride will tell us to look out at the world and be like, what kind of God will let this happen? No, what kind of people would reject the almighty God? What kind of people would see that, that act of humility as wicked. <laughs> like, and that's that's the thing, is it's everything's becoming distorted to where God is being made to seem like this bully who's just here to torment everyone. And we fall into that mindset because we think that we don't deserve to be tormented. Like, no, but we do. Yeah. <laughs> 
compared to God? We do. We fall short. But God, he's like, look, I know y'all are struggling. So here's how I'm going to help you out. I'm going to come down here. I'm going to fix this issue. And then all you got to do is receive the free gift that I've given you. Repent. Receive me as Lord. And now we can have a perfect relationship together. But if you don't want that, that's your choice. Go ahead. You don't want to live with me here. You ain't going to live with me eternally. (laughs) And that's that to me is love. I'm like, I look at that and I, I remind myself daily of the gospel because I'm like, Lord, I've done nothing to deserve this. Even the best of us fall short to God's glory. And so I'm just so forever thankful for what he has done and what he continues to do. And it's for everyone, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, no matter your orientation and or anything, Jesus paid the price for all of us. And I just love him so much. No, I'm over here raising my arms, sister, taking me to church. So good. I love him so much. <laughs> and I just always go back to, he's a good father. We were at the beach recently and I was trying to get my two-year-old niece to take a nap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two-year-olds and taking a nap, it's its not always easy. And you, as a grown-up, knows what's best for her. And you're trying to get her to take a nap. And she's like, no, no, I, I don't need to take a nap. I'm like, well, if you don't take a nap, you can't go swimming with us later. Well, I, I'll just stay here by myself then. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a perfect plan, two-year-old. You have it all figured out. And I just think that's so often how God's like, I'm trying to tell you what's best. And we're like, no, 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 God, don't worry about exactly. me. I've got it, you know? <laughs> And he's like, um, th- that's, that's adorable, but, uh, actually you don't know what's best for you. I made you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Keep going. Keep it coming. <laughs> God talks to me and, um, uh, I always see so clearly when dealing with kids and you'll find this so crazy, but dealing with chickens, <laughs> we had chickens and you know how God refers to us all the time as sheep. Yeah. And I just feel like they're so similar because they're the dumbest animals <laughs> who who run away from safety, run away from what they know is, is good for them. They run out of the coop where they're safe and they're like, no, I'm not going back. No, I know what's better. I know I'm good. Yeah. And one time I was trying to get one stubborn one to get back in and she would not get back in the coop. I have to take my kids to school, mm-hmm. come back. And like, she's squawking up the hill and I probably can <laughs> talk. You, you left me out here. I could have died. Like I was away from my food and water. And I'm like, um, is this a, 30 minutes ago? I was trying to get you into safety. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 I know better. And she's like, you left me out here. And like, how many conversations have I had with God? Like, nope, nope, not going to listen. Don't, I know better. I know better. Yeah. And then I'm like, help me. <laughs> we run it out there like chickens with our heads cut off, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know it's so crazy, but it's such a clear picture to me. Every time I deal with those daggum chickens, I'm like, yep, that's me. That's me right there. I love that. That's right a there. great visual. Cause you can see it. And it's like, that's why like, are you speaking analogies and like, just metaphors, it helps people grasp like the reality of what we're doing, you know? So I love that. It's so true. Cause then look at that chicken, you're trying to get the chicken to go back in the coop. Yeah. Look, you have left the coop. And when you out the coop, <laughs> you are in a dangerous position. There are coyotes. Yeah. There are things that will come and devour you. Okay. You need yeah. to get back in the coop. 
And the chicken like. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what she's like. <laughs> got an attitude. Got nerve to have an attitude. But the moment that that coyote comes, you're going to be asking for help, right? And it's kind of like yep. that idea of like Jesus, basically, that's what he did. He's like, look, you, you got separated from me because of sin. You left the coop. I want to bring you back. Okay, I want you to come back, but you got to come to me. Stop running. Yeah, I'm not going to force you. He's a gentleman. Yeah, and then you just have people who are just, they they know better. And then when they get devoured, they're like, (laughs) help me, help me, Jesus. (laughs) We're we're killing this chicken analogy, man. We're crushing it. I know, and we don't have chickens anymore, and they're such great Aww. analogies. We got to get some like more chickens for sure. That's why they start getting me. I'm telling you, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're the best. Thank you. um, <laughs> well, Hillary, this has been so fun. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and follow all of this goodness that you're sharing with the online world? Absolutely. Okay, so if you want to follow me on TikTok, I post regular videos on there just talking about the Lord and different things regarding faith. And that is at what's uphill. So TikTok at what's uphill, no little apostrophe. And then um, for uh, Instagram, it is hills of hope. And so I believe God can turn every mountain of hardship into hills of hope in him. And so that's why it's hills of hope and what's uphill. Cause whatever you're up against, God is definitely there to help you overcome it. You are so fun. Okay. You can't leave without answering my favorite question. This is called the truth for okay. your twenties podcast. Okay. So I know you're still young, but if you could have coffee with your 20 year old self, what would you say? Okay. I'd say a few things. I'd be like, girl, you need to stop putting so much sugar and milk in uh, your coffee. <laughs> yes, that's important. Because now I drink it black. Now I drink it black. I didn't start doing that until I was around 23. Ooh, so I'm like, I know, right? It's like bold. Be bold. Yeah. But it was mainly because I just had a little bit of coffee in my milk. Yeah. But, <laughs> but on a serious note, I would just, I would tell myself, love yourself as God loves you. Don't compare yourself to other people. Just focus on God and you're loved, you're valued, you don't have anything to prove. I would just encourage myself, you know, and I would just say like, don't worry about trying to figure all the pieces of your life out right now. Take it one day at a time, one step of obedience at a time. God will prepare you and equip you and help you and just trust him, you know, and I think at 20 hours, like in a really stressful time, just in my home life and things of that nature. And so I would just really say like, just hang in there, keep pressing, keep trusting, spend as much time as you can with your grandma, with your loved ones, and just trust because you're going to come to the other side of it and you're going to realize how much God prepared you for where you're going. That's awesome. Hillary, you're so fun. Thank you so much for being Thank here. You. I love talking to you. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We- oh my gosh. <laughs> you're my favorite. <laughs> you're my snort. You're awesome. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Take a screenshot and put this up on your social. Tag me at Katie Bulmer Life. 
By the way, I love your DMs. I'm just a regular girl who responds to all my DMs. I never thought I had to clarify that, but apparently some people don't. You actually do me a favor when you reach out and tell me what you want to hear more of because I'm no longer a 20-something, but my passion is to keep my thumbprint on the pulse of what you guys are walking through, what you want to hear more of, what resonates. So please reach out. Do not be shy. And lastly, those of you who leave a review on iTunes is the best possible compliment you can give. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you gain some truth for your 20s. Hey, my name is Hannah Boomer. Thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And our work here is done.